We're on the road with Mickey, we're gonna have some fun. Regardless of the rain or sun, our trip has just begun. So buckle up, let's go, we're about to start the show. And maybe if you like us, you'll see where else we'll go. Hi everyone, I'm Sophie, he's Mike. Welcome to our little corner of the podcasting universe. Hopefully you like the sound of our voices and you want to stick around for the show. Not that it stays in one place for long. I mean, after all, we are on the road with Mickey. So hop in the car and buckle up your skate belts because we've got an awesome adventure this week. Now a brief rundown before we get moving. First up, our roundtable talk where we'll discuss the main topic for this week, followed by some Disney trivia ranging from Disney history to a random Disney character of the day. Well, that's just about it. Everybody ready? Let's get this show on the road. Hey, everyone. I'm Mike, and she's Sophie. Hi. And we're on the road with Mickey. This is podcast episode number 38 for September 21, 2020. And our feature topic today is our favorite Disney resort. So Mm -hmm. I think it'll be neat because we're going to talk about the resorts that we've stayed at. And kind of narrow, you know, what we liked about each of them a little bit and kind of narrow it down and and come up with with a favorite, you know, and each of us will have our own favorite for what is our favorite Disney resort. So um, so I hope you all enjoy it. But first, Mm -hmm. like always, we have some cheddar from the big cheese. And Sophie, I thought I would take the um, first two Um, and then you take. The last two. How about that? Uh, okay, yeah. All right. All right. Last Because then you get, the, you get the good news to report, and I get the the not-so-good news. Mm. So, so um, the first up is the um, Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover, which was not open when we were there in July, and it's still not open and their original date, they were saying it was going to be ready, is November 21st. And now we're not even sure it'll be ready then. So mm. they've extended the refurbishment or, or repair or whatever they need to do for it until at least the end of November. So hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll be open when we're able to go. Because I know how much I miss not being able to ride it. And I really oh, like that. Yeah. That's yeah. an awesome ride. I love ride. the people mover. I love it yeah. too. Not being able to ride it is mm-hmm. is kind of hard. And it, it's such a relaxing thing to do. Mm-hmm. So that's bad news number one. And bad news number two is that, um, you know, Disneyland, the, the executives at Disney have been disappointed that it's taking Governor... Newsom from California so long to issue reopening guidelines for the theme parks. And that's not just for Disneyland. It's also for SeaWorld and Knott's Berry Farm and uh, all the other ones out there in California. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, Governor Newsom says that those plans are coming soon. And and this morning, um, I saw a headline that said it'll be very, very soon. But so far... Still no idea, and um, the last report was that Disneyland has canceled reservations for those that um, are 
we're planning to be there as of October 3rd. So that means there's no reservations until after October 3rd. So it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see when it opens. I still think it'll open sometime in October, but who knows when at this point. Who knows? But anyway, those are two bad news items that we have for Cheddar from the Big Cheese. And Sophie is going to talk about some better news, right? Yep. Let's, Take it away, Soph. Yeah. On a happier note, the Disney Parks blog released their hashtag Disney Magic Moments series. And it's a post with YouTube videos regarding the Pirates of the Caribbean. It's a great tie-in from last week's podcast, Disney Tractions Made Into Movies, because you all know that we spent at least five minutes talking about the Pirates of the Caribbean series. Yep. And over at Tokyo Disneyland, an all-new Beauty and the Beast ride will be opening on September 28th. So that's 10 days or so. Yeah. Week from today. Week from yep. when we brought when it goes live and a week ten days from when we recorded because we were recording on September eighteenth. Mm-hmm. So that is super soon. I didn't realize that Tokyo Disneyland was open. It it is open, I believe, and this is part of an expansion that they're working on and that it'll Ooh. be open on September twenty eighth. So um so that's kind of cool. That's exciting and you know, we're, we're not there yet, but maybe one day we'll get over there. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the last thing I wanted to touch on is, you know, you hear us on our podcast, but I wasn't sure if you knew that we also have a YouTube channel, right, Sophie? That's right. And sometimes when I'm scrolling through YouTube, I will actually see our videos pop up and I'm like, wait a minute, why is my face on the Internet? And I'm like, oh, that's why. Yeah. So um, if you are interested in checking us out and seeing what it's like, um, you know, from behind the camera or in front of the microphone or whatever, however you want to, however you want to do it, we have a YouTube channel um, and I have the link in the show notes and it's also in um, the On the Road with Mickey group. I'm going to post it. Um, so feel free to go check it out, you know, and and um, and just you know, give us some likes and subscribes and we appreciate it if you do, you know, Mm -hmm. I think, I think we have a lot of fun. So hopefully you're enjoying our podcast too. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you don't think our faces are ugly. Nah, I don't think they think that at all. Well, at least not yours. Um, I hope they don't think that about mine. You, my good sir, are a model. Oh, thank you, honey. But anyway, enough about me. Let's talk about our favorite Disney resort. Mm-hmm. We've and, compiled the list of all the resorts that we've stayed in over the years, and yeah. we are going to talk about each of them and maybe see which one is our favorite at the end of the episode. Yeah. So going down the list, the first couple that we stayed at were moderate resorts, and mm-hmm. they were Coronado Springs in 2007 and 2008. And mm-hmm. then Port Orleans French Quarter in 2009 and 2010. And in 2010 was big news because that was when we were able to buy um, some points with Disney Vacation Club. And so, oh, yeah. so the next year, 2011, we stayed with family at Bay Lake Tower. 
We also stayed there in 2014 with our friends from California and some of our friends from Raleigh. Um, and then we stayed in 2012. We stayed over at Kadani Village at Animal Kingdom's Lodge, which is uh, which is the DVC part or a DVC part of Animal Kingdom. So, so those are four that we stayed at um, up to 2014 or so. And um, Sophie, why don't you take the last four and tell our listeners what ones we also stayed at? Mm-hmm. We also stayed at Pop Century, mm-hmm. which is a really awesome resort. I would totally recommend it. It's a value. And yep. it's super close to a lot of the parks, actually. And then we... What, and then, what makes it really cool is the Skyliner, right? Oh, yeah. But when we stayed there, they didn't have the Skyliner yet. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm, but right. it was still cool. And then this one is one that we stayed in, not at Disney World, but over at Disneyland. We stayed at the Grand Californian Hotel, which is beautiful. It's it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Yes. And then and then that same year, because we stayed there in 2013, we also stayed at the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa when we went to Disney World later that year. I didn't know we were going to Disney World that year, but it was super fun. And I love the Grand Floridian. And then finally, these last two years. We've been staying at the cabins at Fort Wilderness. We stayed there for when we went to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, and we stayed there when we went this last July. Yep. So so all told, you know, we were originally, we were going through some topic ideas, and I was like, let's do a topic for our top 10 Disney resorts. Mm -hmm. And if you look at our list, we don't have 10. We have eight. Yeah. (laughs) Because we like the ones we've stayed at quite a bit, so we stay there multiple times. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think that's on our bucket list, isn't it, Sophie, to stay at every Disney resort at it's some point? It's on mine at the very least. Yeah, I think it's, if it's not on mine, then it is now. So, I mean, um, at the very least. Um, sorry, we're having a little bit of technical difficulty. What was that, Sophie? Oh, I was saying that this November, when Jake and Aunt Sheila and Uncle Randy come to visit for Thanksgiving, I will be knocking off one more, and that will be the Caribbean Beach. That's right, because you're going to spend a night with them um, Mm -hmm. before we come down, before Mommy and I come down, and we're staying at Pop Century. And, you know, so we're going to cover both sides of the the Skyliner spectrum, you know? Uh Uh-huh. But I really cannot wait to see what the Riviera Resort is all about. That looks so pretty. Yeah, it does. And and we haven't been in there yet, but um, No, we've but maybe this we've gone trip. over it. Right. And we've we seen have it from sailed the over it with the Skyliner, yeah. So yep. yeah, it looks really cool. I think you all will really like that one. But for now, let's get on to the rest of our topic. And Daddy, tell me about Coronado Springs. Let's just go on down the list. Well, Coronado Springs Resort was the first one we stayed at. And, you know, that was 
that was before I was a travel agent and mommy and I were trying to figure out where we should stay. And we originally were thinking, well, let's just stay at the all-stars. Um, but then we read some reviews about how the bus terminals are and everything like that. So we decided we didn't want to do that. And we, um, and we got some really good pricing for staying for looking at a bigger room, which is what Coronado is because it's a moderate resort. And so we decided let's stay there. And we had a really great room. And some of the highlights for that resort that I really like are the um, the swimming pool, the main swimming pool. And I think it's called is it called the Big Dig or something like that? Or it's called the Dig site, I think, because it's based around an ancient Aztec or Mayan temple that it's an archaeological site. That's what it's themed yeah. around. Yeah, and it has a really cool slide, and it's got some neat features of um, of the temple, the the pyramid, and whatnot that you can you can see, and it's just a really cool thing and um and also at coronado they have a lot of different areas um for you to stay at they have more like a hotel fuel room um and they also have like a cabana type room and mm-hmm. and so forth and and also coronado has gone through a recent renovation and all of the the rooms have been renovated and they are really super super nice now um so it's it's really up there on the list. And the last thing that they did is they built this huge tower called the Grand Destino Tower. And mm-hmm. it is, I think, like 16 stories tall or something like that. And um, and the neat thing about that is if you stay in the tower, then you can watch when they have them. You can watch the fireworks from Epcot and see them from this tower. Yeah, that's how cool it is, and how high up it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it from when we first stayed there, the landscape and the the sight lines for the resort have changed a lot. But it's a really neat, and it's a southwestern theme. Um, you know, like Sophie said, Aztec and Mayan kind of theme, mm-hmm. and and they have this, they have a, they had a really great marketplace. Um, they changed the name of it, but it's still kind of still there where you can you can do that. And and with it being a um, moderate resort, it also has some table service restaurants there as well. But um, but it was a really neat place for us to stay, and it was a good one for us to stay. And we liked it so much in 2007 that we stayed there in 2008 as well. Yep. So. And although I might have been very young at that point, because let's see. 2007. I was only six and seven years old when we stayed there, wasn't I? Yep, exactly. Yeah, so I was pretty young, but even I still liked it. Yeah. And I think anyone who's listened to our podcast knows that that's the one thing I don't like about the resorts is that to me, when I was younger, it meant that it was time to leave the parks when we went to the resorts. Yep, So. Mm, oh, well. But I like them like a lot them more anyway. like now. I yeah. like them a lot more now. Yeah. So, Sophie, why don't you talk about the next one on our list from 2009 to 2010? Oh, it would be my great pleasure to do so. The next one on the list is Port Orleans French Quarter. And that one is, it is really, 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 really fun. 
I would recommend it if you have small children, just because it is themed around Mardi Gras. So there are giant bright colors everywhere. You can Mm -hmm. sometimes they pass out beads and Mardi Gras coins and everything is just bright and fun and bouncy and your children will love it, especially the um, the way that the food court is set up. All you have to do is look up and there are a bunch of Mardi Gras masks and it's, I know I've said this twice now, but it is just so colorful. They will be awestruck by it. And of course the beignets are very hard to pass up too. Yeah. French Quarter obviously is themed after the French Quarter of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And what I found really interesting about the French Quarter was how when the Princess and the Frog movie came out, how much the the scenes in the movie reminded me of being at the Port Orleans French Quarter. And, um, you know, Port Orleans used to be one big resort. It was just called the Port Orleans Resort. And they split it up, and they've got a section that's for Riverside, and mm-hmm. they have the section that's the French Quarter. But because they split it up, the French Quarter is um, the smallest moderate resort on Disney property. So it's really um, it's really quiet mm-hmm. and it's and it's it's cozy and it has water taxis that take you up to Riverside or down to Disney Springs. So you've got a, an alternate transportation method to get to where you want to go. And yeah. obviously if you want to go to the parks then you take the bus transport. And but, Riverside um, is themed more around the bayou. Sort exactly. Of. We have yeah. not stayed there, but Port Orleans is its sister hotel or resort. So even guests can go up and have access to both of the ro- resort's pools. We've said this before, yeah. but it's it's worth it's repeating. really oh yeah, it's really worth repeating. So and so we liked it so much that we stayed there in 2009, and then. We um, stayed there in 2010, and I think that year was when we surprised you, Sophie, with Stephanie coming for the first time, wasn't it? Yes, I think that was. And that was also the year that we bought our DVC points for the Grand Californian Hotel, and um, and Stephanie likes to take credit that we wouldn't have done that if she hadn't been there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it's partially true. Yeah. But anyway, that was um those were our our first two resorts and they were our first four years. And so um, you know, I really like with Port Orleans, I also like the pool. You know, they have they have good pools at all of the resorts, but the the first two resorts we stayed at had really good slides on their pools. Mm-hmm. And I and, and I the think theming. they're just a lot of fun. Yeah. The theming was beautiful. You don't get this with some of the other ones that we were talking about, but the way they make their pools look, you almost forget it's a pool. It's right. not like the regular pool that you have in your backyard because Coronado Springs' pool, it's like an arc. I already said it's like a dig site. Port Orleans pools, they have statues of different characters dressed for Mardi Gras. In fact, these ones were gators, I think. Mm-hmm. And they are dancing around. The statues are dancing around on the 
in the areas beside the pool. And the slide looks like a giant sea serpent and you slide down out of its mouth. Exactly. So it's Mm -hmm. a lot of fun. It really is. It's an amazing pool and it's huge. Actually, it seems so big. Yeah. So in 2011, we stayed, it was our first time we had stayed at a DVC property. And the first property we chose was Bay Lake Tower at Disney's Contemporary Resort. And Mm -hmm. the reason we stayed there um, was because we wanted to be right next to the parks. And we had a big group with us. It was the three of us. It was Sophie, me, and Mommy. And then Mm -hmm. it was Stephanie and her boyfriend. And then it was Cindy's, my wife's um, brother, Otis, and his wife, Nancy, and their daughter, Anna Jane, and and Nancy's mom, Sherry. Yep, so that's nine people. Nine of us. And so we had a big two-bedroom suite at Bay Lake Tower, and we used points to stay there. And and that was partly why we bought our DVC was so that we could bring friends and family and um, and enjoy our vacations even more, you know, mm-hmm. and, and do things that they wouldn't necessarily do otherwise. So um, with Bay Lake Tower being right next to the contemporary means we could walk to the Magic Kingdom. We could hop the monorail and we could go and then switch monorails to go to Epcot or we mm-hmm. could take bus transport to Animal Kingdom and Hollywood Studios. But we had so much fun there. Um, yeah. It's it a was. very modern resort. So it's it's contemporary, just like the resort is, in that it's a modern kind of feel to it. Mm-hmm. But it still has some neat Disney theming to it, doesn't it, Sophie? It does, definitely. There is re- art. Mm-hmm. I remember in my above my bed, there was a painting. It was an abstract one. Or, No, it wasn't abstract. It was a pop art painting, and it was of Mickey. And then over Anna Jane's bed, it was Minnie Mouse. So, yeah, they have Mickeys scattered all throughout the resort, but you wouldn't – well, I mean, you would see them if you looked for them on first glance. But it's not like – it's not themed the way that – it's not in your face kind of no it's not in your face it's a subtle thing yeah Mm kind of subtle kind of and then of course there's the pool the pool is actually pretty small for bay lake but it's still nice because it's right on the coast of bay lake which is a man-made lake i think Mm -hmm. yes it is and even though it was man-made i remember when we were at the pool i think yeah, in 2011 with Anna Jane, Uncle Otis called me over and I looked out over the gate that separates the pool and the resort from the lake and there were, I think, otters on I think, the... I think you're right. Yep, there were otters on the coast, on the beach of the lake and you can't go out there on your own because safety reasons, but they were still very cool to see. Yeah. So we stayed there for Sophie's 10th birthday. And, mm-hmm. um, and you know, for the most part, staying at Bay Lake Tower, you're staying there for the proximity to the parks. That's the biggest draw it's got. Although I will tell you, though, 
that the pools that Sophie referenced, it is a smaller pool, but it also and it ha- it's actually shaped like a hidden Mickey. So it's a Mickey ears design. And um, but it has a slide to it. And this slide, you actually climb up like two stories or something like that, and it circles you around. And if you're in the water in the pool, when someone goes, you can see them go by. And they and because it's a, a slide, you go pretty quick. So it's almost like like a shark going through, you know, through that slide. It's really kind of cool. Yep. It's, so. I think you went on that side, Daddy. I was too scared to. I went on it and I enjoyed it. And I did that. I did that slide multiple times. Mm-hmm. So. And we also stayed there in 2014. And yep. Um, both times we stayed there, we had lake view rooms, so we weren't looking, we didn't have the view that was able to see the, um, the, you know, the castle and all that right from the, from our room. But in 2014, um, we were able to see with our balcony, we could look and you could look to the left and you could see Space Mountain, which is closest, which is the closest big attraction to um to bay lake tower so and that was the year that we went with riley and jagan and their families 2014 exactly so so then the other place that we've stayed also a dvc property was kidani village and we stayed there um in 2012 with our friends um neil and carrie and their children and our Mm -hmm. friend monica and her daughter and the yeah. three of us. So it was really a fun time because the nice thing about Animal Kingdom, of course, is that you've got the big savanna, right, Sophie? Oh, yeah. With And there are a bunch of animals on that savanna because it's part of Animal Kingdom Lodge. And therefore, I think it's super close to Animal. Well, of course, it's super close to Animal Kingdom. But I think the savanna for the lodge and... The area where they keep all the animals in Animal Kingdom, I think those might be connected. Or at least they're super close to each other. Yeah, if they're not connected, they're they're really close. And I think they are connected. But Mm -hmm. um but the nice thing about our room this time is it's still a two bedroom because of the amount of people we had. And by the way, for a two bedroom, you also get a full kitchen and you get a complete washer dryer right in your room so you don't have to um you don't have to eat out you can eat your meals right there you can prep your meals and make your meals right there in your room if you want um and so that's an option if you do that but um but we did a savannah view room so we had access we were having technical issues could yeah i'll repeat that um so for our Savannah view room, we had um, access right to um, the Savannah. You could see the animals right from our balcony. So I'm not sure exactly what's going on with our technical issues today, but I think Sophie's mm-hmm. back. But um, Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. But anyway, so staying at Kidani Village was neat for the most part because of the um be- because of the savannah view um the other thing that was neat about it though was that um at animal kingdom lodge 
you can do nighttime um, looks at the animals with night vision goggles. And we didn't do that this time, but but I had done it previously, and it's kind of neat. It's hard to see them. You can't always pick out something, but it's kind of neat to try anyway. So next time we're there, Sophie, we'll try that out. Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't know when we will be there next, but I would definitely like to stay at Animal Kingdom again because I really, really liked the Animal Kingdom Lodge. It is gorgeous inside that resort. It really is. And I think Mommy would be really happy to see her giraffes again. Oh, no doubt, because we all know giraffes are mommy's favorite character or animal. Yep. So so next up on our list is Pop Century. Sophie, you want to talk a little bit about Pop? I would love to talk a little bit about Pop. I would like to talk a lot about Pop. Go for Pop it. Century is an amazing resort. It's a value resort, so mm-hmm. you, it's not as expensive as the I'm I'm trying to remember are the value resorts more than the moderate or no the values are the least expensive okay so value moderate deluxe deluxe villa that's the way the pricing goes from lowest to highest okay yeah value resort it is a very good value resort because you would think that because you were paying lower that it would be less but it's not it is a very spunky resort and most importantly of all the reason it's called pop century is because it focuses on different decades in the 20th century i think it starts from the 40s and goes to the 90s yeah i don't remember if it's the 40s or not but but it's at least the 50s um yeah but you might be right. It might be the 40s. I, I don't remember. But mm-hmm. um, but yeah, each each decade has a different theme, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, and we like, stayed. We stayed in, in the what? Which one did we stay in? So sorry, I we keep stepping in, on you. Oh no, you're fine. We stayed in the 90s because yeah. I remember there being a Lion King poster in our room, and the Lion King came out in the 90s. Yep, and. Stephanie, of course, she stayed with us this trip because we went down for the 40th anniversary of the Magic Kingdom. So this was 2011. And we were there September 30th through October 2nd. And mm-hmm. um, so it was a short trip. But um, but we were able to stay there. And we stayed in the 90s, which, of course, so Stephanie took perfect credit that it was because she was born in the 90s is why we got a 90s room Mm -hmm. so so we'll let her believe that i really have to wonder which era we'll be staying in this november because the 90s is the only one that we've stayed in and just based on my dad's answers to what i'm saying they assign rooms for you. You don't get to pick which building you're in because right. that's how the rooms are designated. They're separated by buildings, and the buildings are themed to fit whichever decade you get placed in. So right. the 90s, and even the staircases, the staircases are hidden inside these giant replicas of things that you could find from each decade. I think 
There was a Rubik's Cube, there was a yo-yo, and I think the one for the 90s building was a telephone. I think it was. Um, I can't remember exactly. And we haven't been there but the one time, so I'm looking forward to our trip in November. And you can mm -hmm. request a room, a specific layout or a room choice. And, um, and, you know, you might get it, you might not. Um, it's a request only, but they do try and they do try and accommodate as they can. So we'll mm -hmm. see what we get. I'm gonna look at where we want our room request to be, and I'm gonna put that in in the next few days. Um, but um, but yeah, they each decade has its own different theming for it, and so it's kind of neat. Um, one of the advantages, of course, now with Pop Century. And Art of Animation, which we haven't stayed at, but they, but they're separated only by a lake, um, and so there's a walking bridge to from one to the other. Um, but one of the neat things that they have going for it now is that they have the Disney Skyliner, and they have a stop right there. So that's mm -hmm. partly why we chose Pop Century for our for our where we're going to stay. That's part of the reason why. Um, just like Caribbean Beach was chosen by by Sheila um, because also it has a Skyliner stop. So, um, so that's yeah. something that really interests us is having that access. Yeah. So. And the rooms are rather small in the pop century just because they're value resort rooms. Mm -hmm. But I think the theming more than makes up for it. Yes. You don't have a kitchenette or anything in the room, but there is a food court in the main building of the resort. Right, right. Um, so, so I'm excited for this upcoming trip, and um, and I and I can't wait to report back how it went. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, so that's Pop Century. The next one I'm gonna let Sophie talk about because it's in almost her home state because she spends she spent so much time over there visiting our friends in California. So why don't you talk about this hotel a little bit? Yeah, this one is more my sp my suit, just because even though I've only stayed in it once, I've been closest to it the most because many of my trips to California were trips where I went on my own and my parents didn't come with me. And the one that I'm talking about is the Grand Californian Hotel and it is beautiful. I have, ever since I laid eyes on that resort, I have always adored the style that it was built in, and it was built in the craftsman style. Yep. I don't know when that came about, but many of the houses that you see where they are a lot of angular shapes and mainly squares those are the craftsman style houses and they are beautiful to look at and i have i've only stayed in a in a room in the grand californian once but i have walked through it a lot whenever i went to disneyland with aunt sheila and jagan and jagan <laughs> they actually changed out the bed frames in the Grand Californian a few years ago, and Jagan managed to get her hands on one. So now 
she sleeps in a Grand Californian bed every night in her room. And it was a steal. And I'm super jealous because that bed frame is adorable. Well, not adorable. It's beautiful. It's so cool. Yeah, I love it so much. If I remember correctly, the Grand Californian is um, themed after a, um, a hotel in in Yellowstone National Park, I think. And it's mm. the Old Faithful Inn. I think it's themed after that. But it also kind of is a similar similar vibe to Wilderness Lodge over at Walt Disney World. It but definitely it is, is. It is definitely the signature um, hotel, in my opinion anyway, for Disneyland. Um, you it know, the original, of course, is the Disneyland Hotel. And Paradise Pier is more like a moderate resort. Um, mm-hmm. And Grand Californian is a DVC property. And so when we stayed there in 2013, it was so funny because it was the only DVC place we stayed at where it was just the three of us. So we just got a studio um, is what we went for for what we needed because we only needed a room that would sleep the three of us and a studio would accommodate that. And with a studio, you get a kitchenette. Um but what was neat about it is we got there flying in from from Raleigh to L.A. And we get there and our room wasn't ready yet and we didn't expect it to be ready yet. And so they told us they would text us. And so we went. We had a rental car. We went to Target. And while we're at Target, we get the, the word that our room was ready, which was faster than we thought it would be. And when we got back to the resort, they give us our key and everything. And we went to the thing. And. We open the door and the bed is just covered, like in rose petals. In rose petals, and and the towels look like two swans kissing. I don't think they realized that I was there. Well, yeah, they knew you were there, but it was almost like they thought that mommy and I were on our honeymoon or something. And I don't know. That was really. It was really weird. But it was so cool, and you had so much fun with that. <laughs> I did, but who brings their teenage daughter on their honeymoon? Yeah, not That's even teenage. You were twelve, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I know that was it. Was just weird. It was, but it was cool. We loved it, and it you was and you loved cool. those rose, rose petals, and you collected every single one of them. And yeah, because they didn't want you sleeping on rose petals. Yeah. But the other neat thing about our room was it had a balcony. And Mm -hmm. when we opened that balcony, it about floored me because we were looking right over what is now Pixar Pier um, in California Adventure Park, Disney's California Adventure Park. And so we could look, we saw, we saw um, like half of Mickey's Fun Wheel. And if we look to the right, we saw Goofy's Flight School. Mm-hmm. And in the evening, we, could, we couldn't we could see all of World of Color from our room, but we could watch it on the TV and we could listen to it. Um, but what and was really neat... we could see the, the Technicolor the, lights of the Mickey's yeah. Fun Wheel because that is so pretty to watch. And that's why World of Color is one of my favorite parts of Disneyland. Yeah. And not only that, what's really neat to me is 
when we would be ready to go to sleep, we would crack the door a little bit and we would be able to go to sleep listening and you could hear the music from from what was, you know, what we always knew as Paradise Pier. Um, mm-hmm. And you could hear the music while you drifted off to sleep. And I thought that is like that is like the primo thing, you know, to me. anyway. Yeah, it is so that, amazing. That I was loved really, Grand Californian. Yeah, that was a really cool place to stay. I'm I'm so glad we stayed there. Mm-hmm. And the next one on our list, this one is from the same year as the Grand Californian. We went to Disneyland, and I think this right. came about by me saying that it was weird that we went to Disneyland instead of Disney World, just because Disneyland is a lot smaller than Disney World. So it was like, it just feels weird. I don't know why, but it feels weird. So then few months later we went in june july one of those two months originally i'll tell you let me tell you the story sophie okay so we went to the grand californian in june and we went to the grand floridian in july and the reason we went was because that was the year i became a travel agent and Mm -hmm. that year um Lisa and Steve Griswold, who are the owners of Pixie Vacations, they um, arranged an agent get-together, just a time for the agents, whoever could come, could come and just relax and hang out and do stuff. And so they they got a block of rooms, and that's how we were able to get really good pricing for the Grand Floridian, because otherwise it would have been outside of our budget. But, um, But that's why we went in June to the Grand Californian, and then in July we went to the Grand Floridian. And that was Mm -hmm. so much fun because we were there with agents and we met some really cool agents and we got to know each other better and it was a lot of fun. So Oh yeah. So that's how that that's how that came about. And you know, I had always mommy and I had always talked about staying there for our twenty fifth anniversary and we actually stayed there during our 13th year of marriage so so Mm -hmm. we beat that by like in half we cut that in half so well hey i mean it's your 20th anniversary now maybe in five years go back i think yeah we -hmm. might so but the grand floridian you know the beauty to me obviously proximity to the magic kingdom is one of the things that's really cool right yeah and the in the lobby area with the um, orchestra playing and the piano player and all that and just how fancy and opulent it is those are selling points about what really makes the grand floridian stand out you know mm-hmm. so what do you think about it what else um, comes to mind for you anything specific my favorite time to think about the Grand Floridian is Christmas time. Oh, yeah. Because? Yeah. Of? The gingerbread house. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's, such a, it's such a big lobby, too. It's got a huge Christmas tree that gets put up. Oh, yeah. That lobby, it is beautiful to look at any time of the year, but they really outdo themselves for the most wonderful time of the year. 
Yeah, you're absolutely right. And so And I don't I don't think our guests particularly know about the gingerbread house. I know we mentioned it. We've mentioned it a lot, but I don't think they truly comprehend the gingerbread house unless they've seen it for themselves. It is a real gingerbread house. The walls, everything, they are made out of gingerbread and it is big enough to fit a little shop. People can go inside it and they sell cookies and chocolates and all these different treats from inside the gingerbread house. Yep, and every year they make a brand new rendition of the gingerbread house out of fresh material and everything. It's not like they put it aside or something like that. But this year they're not gonna have the gingerbread house, which is sad. And it's all COVID related, but um, but they're still going to have it decked out for for um, Christmas themes and Christmas trees and so forth. So that'll be good. Mhm. It so, will be good. But and you're I'm... right, Sophie. You have to see it to believe it. It's just, and it smells so good in there. Mm, I can smell it already. Great. Now I want chocolate. <laughs> Pick me up so, some chocolate when you get home, Daddy, please. Okay, we'll see. Thank so you. So the Grand Floridian Resort and Spa is, um, in my opinion, it's the signature resort at Walt Disney World, just like the Grand Californian is signature resort at um, Disneyland. So, mm-hmm. and then I after agree. that, after that, we spent a few years where we didn't stay on property. Um, we stayed off property and, and had just as good a time, but we like staying on property. And so for the last last October, when we went for the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween party, we stayed at the cabins at Fort Wilderness. And we did again this year when we stayed, um, when we went for our July trip. Mm-hmm. And, that, and so we stayed at the cabins two years in a row. And, um, and so we, um, we had a good time with it. But um, but the cabins are more rustic, you know, that the Fort Wilderness is is called Fort Wilderness for a reason. And it's got a lot of outdoorsy things that you can do that don't even involve to go into the park. And we talked about all that. Um, so and, but yeah. the nice thing about the cabins is that you can fit a family of six in there, you know. So if you've mm-hmm. got six people in your family, it might be worth checking it out. Um because it might be worth staying there, you know? Or even so. just even just five, four, even three for us, because mm-hmm. we were a family of three, and we stayed there this July, and it was very comfortable in there. Yeah. Even, even with snoring, which I'm ready to admit now that it was both of us, yes. but mainly you. Mainly you. Of course. But anyway... We'll we'll ignore that and just move on, shall we? Yes, we okay. shall move on. So those are the resorts that we've stayed at, and I know we kind of glossed over the cabins a bit, but um, but tell me, Sophie, if you had to pick one of those as mm. your all-time favorite Disney resort, what's it gonna be? No pressure. Remember, there's no wrong answers at Disney. Hmm. My all-time favorite? Mm-hmm. Well, I have 
two, three, actually. Three, okay. Yeah, so... and they're not top three. These two are the ones that I loved above anything else, but I don't necessarily need to stay there again. Okay. And these two are the Grand Californian and the Grand Floridian. I understand exactly what you're saying, Sophie. Mm -hmm. It was amazing to stay there, at both of them, at least once. But I think I could be just as happy going and visiting them from another resort and just sitting in their lobby. Yeah, exactly. And that's part of the beauty of Disney is being able to park park hop. Not park hop, but resort, resort hop. 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 Yeah. Basically hop anywhere. That's yeah. the beauty of it. The one that I really, 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 really need to stay at again, I think, would be Pop Century. Really? Well, yeah. good that we're staying there in November then. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the cabins are awesome. I love the cabins. But I think if I had to choose there i would want to try and get into the lodge itself yeah which is wilderness lodge yeah Mm -hmm. and that's a separate thing so um, yeah but i always considered them to be almost sisters they're not like the port orleans ones but they are very close to each other and they're very similarly themed and they even have boats that mm -hmm. run from one resort to the other yeah. So, yeah, I, I want to stay in the lodge. Okay. Okay. Well, Wilderness Lodge is on my list to stay at, too. And I totally understand what you're saying about the Grand Californian and the Grand Floridian. And I, I think I agree with that. Because if I go back out to Disneyland or when I go back out to Disneyland, I want to stay at Disneyland Hotel. I mean, that's the OG. It's the original it was there when the when Disneyland opened, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I want to stay there. Or I want to stay at Paradise Pier, too, you know? Kind of yeah. check out what's different about that. So, so, yeah, out there, I don't necessarily need to stay at the Grand Californian again. Um, and of the ones that we stayed at, I would mm-hmm. say my favorite would probably be hmm. I would say my favorite and it's gonna be a shocker to mommy but I think my favorite is Bay Lake Tower no that's not a shocker well it is because I always thought you know I want the I didn't feel like it had enough theme you know and so I felt like Okay, it's it's just an ultra modern resort, you know, and and part of me still thinks that. But what really sells it for me is that um, that is so close. You got such proximity to the parks, you know. So for me, I think my favorite was Bay Lake Tower and being able to to walk over and get go to the Magic Kingdom or walk over the contemporary and get on the monorail and do all that, I think that's really cool. So I think of the resorts that we haven't stayed at yet, though, I think it's safe to say that you probably really want to stay at the Contemporary. 
Yeah, at some point it would be really cool to stay at a contemporary room that was in the tower mm-hmm. and that was a theme park view. Definitely. Now, those are some serious change, you know. Those are like I don't know, 800, 900, $1000 a night. So so if you don't be holding your breath thinking that's going to happen anytime soon. <laughs> no, I'm not, Daddy. But you know what? You know where I want to stay for ones we haven't stayed at? Where I really want to stay is I want to start looking at staying at Beach Club or Yacht Club. Mm, or Boardwalk Inn, you know? Old Key West, maybe? Well, no, not so much that. Although it's a nice resort, but I'm thinking... Beach Club Yacht Club, because then we can just walk into the back room, the back entrance of Epcot, or we could take the boat over to Hollywood Studios. And so you got this great proximity to everything, you know? You're right. So to me, that's a that's a that's a destination spot there is Mm -hmm. to stay there once or twice. Yeah, you're right. Old Key West is pretty awesome though. From what we've seen of it. It is. And even though we kind of had a little mix-up with Thanksgiving night that one time, because we went to a restaurant in Old Key West for Thanksgiving night. We went to Olivia's. Yeah, unfortunately, they were a little understaffed. I really liked it. I liked what I saw of it. I liked it, too. I liked it, too. Um, I liked the resort, and I I agree. I think it was just an understaffing issue there. Mm -hmm. But... You know, it is what it is. The food was still good. So um, I think that wraps us up for our feature topic, Sophie. Yep, I believe it does. So we are now moving on to this day in Disney history. So what do you have for September 21st, Sophie? Hmm. I have two fairly recent Ones that I think you will like. They concern Epcot. Okay. I'm listening. I'm all ears. Okay. September 21st, 1994. Okay. Apple Computer begins sponsorship of Epcot's Innoventions East. Do you remember Interventions? That's over, that's in the center of Epcot before you reach World Showcase, everybody. And it features places like Mouse Gear, Interventions, and it's a lot, it's based around the Interventions of Innovation of Technology. And so it's very special that Apple was sponsoring Epcot in 1994. Yeah. And then, two years later, in 1996, Illuminations 25, a new show to celebrate Walt Disney World's 25th anniversary, debuts at Epcot, although it will have an official premiere in October. Yeah. Well, that's cool. I didn't know it was called Illuminations 25. Is it? Do you know if it's anything like what Illuminations Reflections of Earth was? I think that it might have been a special version of it. Hold on. Okay. Illumi- 
in Nations 25. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Okay. Not sure. What was, yeah, no. I don't, okay. I don't think there was anything before Illuminations, so it seems to me like this is just a different version of Illuminations, and it okay. might focus on Walt Disney World a little bit more than it focuses on the rest of the world, but here is a quote from it. Okay. And I don't know who said it, but I think this was whoever was the speaker for Illuminations at the time. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. And welcome to Illuminations 25, a celebration of the magic that you, our 25th anniversary guests of honor, have brought to Walt Disney World for 25 magical years. Join us now as the countries of World Showcase welcome all of you to our worldwide family. That's cool. And that sounds like probably part of the actual opening, you know. Uh, yeah. You can picture with the lights, you know, the fire, the flames going down, and you can hear the the narrator, and I can just picture him saying that or her saying yep. that. So. That it sounds to me like just that, Daddy. That was the entrance, the intro, I think. Okay. All right. Well, that is all I have. Why don't okay. we move on to our who's who character? You know, we're going to, and I have. Something really interesting. Um, I thought it was really funny. You know, Sophie and I were talking before we really got rolling about another topic. And um, and the topic is about Disney movies that we haven't seen. Okay. And in the course of that topic... Sophie said the name of a movie that is exactly where I was going with. Hmm. And the character that I chose for our Disney Who's Who character is from the movie The Black Cauldron. And it is The Horned King. And I have not seen this movie but reading this description about this horned king makes me really curious about this movie. I've heard descriptions of him before, and he reminds me a lot of Chernabog from Fantasia. And if any of you have ever heard me talk about Chernabog, you will know that he is my all-time favorite villain just because of how powerful and indiscriminately evil he is. Yeah. So listen to this description, Sophie. Mm-hmm. It says, The Horned King will stop at nothing to find the Black Cauldron so that he can raise an evil undead army of cauldron born to destroy all living things in Prydane. He seeks to be a god among men. He also controls many evil forces, including the dragon-like Gwythaints, the green dwarf creeper, and his henchmen. The horned king has a ghoulish look with a skeletal body, two twisted horns on his head, 
and glowing red eyes. He wants to control Henwen so he can use her powers to locate the Black Cauldron. The Horned King's desire for power ultimately leads to his untimely demise as he gets sucked into the Black Cauldron and destroyed. Mm-hmm. And let me show you a picture of him. Let's see if we can make it work. And for those of you who are uh, unaware, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, it made me disappear. Oh, nice. See? There, I'm yep. gone. Just a hand. Hello. <laughs> I can't make it work. Anyway. And for those of you who are unaware, Henwen is a magical pig. Okay. Yes, he is. She. She. She is. Um. Anyway. One piece of did you know about the Horned King? Hmm. From his picture, he looks like a sorcerer. Um, And it says, did you know, although it is implied the Horned King is a sorcerer of some sort, he actually performs very little magic. He displays his powers only to teleport into his castle's mess hall and to call upon the spirit of the black cauldron that's the only time so i did not know about that just because i have not seen the black cauldron and neither have i and so that's on our list of perhaps movies that we want to go check out you know and see if it's on disney plus or whatever and maybe come up with a show topic about some movies that we haven't seen that are interesting interesting Mm -hmm. to us So, and now my Walt Disney quote is on the subject of television. And in particular, Walt today is talking about the Mouseketeer, Sophie. And listen to what he says. Quote, our contribution to television is entertainment created without deviation from our conception of what entertainment should be. Again, we feel there is a strong secondary value here in that watching the Musketeers and their guests in action, boys and girls in homes throughout the land will feel impelled to discover and develop their own talents, whatever they may be. And that's really cool because that shows how... People can be positive role models for those that are younger than them and how they can use that that status of them being on television to help someone else to determine where they want to go in life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so I think that's a cool quote or a cool set of quotes. It's actually two quotes, it feels like. Yeah. But, um, anyway, so that is our... Disney Who's Who character and our Walt Disney quote for this week. So, do you have anything else you want to add, Sophie? No, that is all I can think of. Okay, then I will close this out by saying that On the Road with Mickey is sponsored by Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis and Tech Solutions NC. If you have any computing or travel needs, reach out to them. Tech Solutions is found at techsolutionsnc.com or on Facebook. And you can reach Mike for travel needs at mike at pixievacations.com 
or on Facebook at Pixie Vacations by Mike Ellis. Sophie, thank you so much for joining me. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will see see you on the road. road.